0: बेस सेक्टर में स्टार्टअप के बारे में कुछ सोचता तक नहीं था। आज इनकी संख्या सौ से भी ज़्यादा है। इस सभी स्टार्टअप्स ऐसे-ऐसे आइडिया पर काम कर रहे हैं, जिनके बारे में पहले या तो सोचा ही नहीं जाता था, या फिर प्राइवेट सेक्टर के लिए असंभव माना जाता था।
1: आज की ताजा खबर बेंगलुरू में रहने वाले लू और अमेरिका में रहने वाले सेड आपसे कुछ बात करना चाहते हैं संगीतकार राजस के साथ आपका स्वागत है लू सेड I'm Sid, and this is Lucid. Imagine a time when you had no Google Maps. If you traveled to a new place, you had to ask the locals for directions, or know someone in the city. Now let's take the world 50 to 100 years into the future, when when there's a possibility of traveling to Mars. You kind of have to know what is the route from Earth to Mars. And you also need to know what objects are there in the space, what satellites are there, Where are they so that you don't collide with them? Right now, there is no clear data on the positions of these objects, but one company is changing that. They're en route to build a space map. So basically, Google Maps for space. That is so exciting, right? The name of this company is Digantara, and it is based out of Bangalore. And today, I have one of the co-founders and the CEO of the company and is a dear friend of mine, Tanvir Ahmed to talk to us about this. I think the whole night of yesterday and today I've been just thinking about this podcast because I'm like, how in the hell of how in the hell that so many people don't know about the startup is doing some crazy things. And I'm like, okay, I need to get this guy and talk to him about what is happening in this podcast, because I remember. I think last year you were, you were, doing a lot of competitions, uh, with respect to this and putting up out a lot of WhatsApp statuses, watch a WhatsApp message for, uh, you know, the publicity and stuff. And like fast forward one year, now we are building, like building stuff that's going into space, bro. I'm like, what is happening? So yeah, I'm super excited. So like, tell us what's happening. Like, tell us what is your company, Diganthara and... What do they do and how did this all start?
0: Well, as far as Digantara is done, I think we have got it bang on. So we are world's first mm-hmm. company building Google Maps like a platform for space. So space operation is rocket science, extremely com- complex and involved. We at Digantara essentially are looking to bring simplicity to life and space. Simplicity in space operation navigation traffic management and sustainability so uh, when i say google maps it's like bringing the simplicity of navigation along with it bringing the reliability of air traffic management kind of stuff. so integrating these two things but yet still keeping everything as simple as google maps so that's essentially what i'm trying to put it here in the
1: so I think I understood the uh, uh, Google Maps part. So what do you mean by the reliability of a traffic management space, traffic management system?
0: So uh, now you have Google Maps, you have traffic signals, right? Imagine a world Mm -hmm. where, uh, I mean, right now the traffic are like basically every 30 seconds, the set goes, then the direction to is given a green light for next 30 seconds and so on. What the... Google map and the kind of reliability where the traffic management system of cities can trust based on the traffic data, they dynamically change the traffic lights, right? Uh right. If there is an accident, Google map tells, okay, this is an accident and manage the traffic accordingly, automatically, they just private, don't let them come to say cell port and drive it to some other ring road and so on and so forth, making real time decisions. So that mm-hmm. kind of decision quality data and platform that delivers that in a decision quality manner. So that is what I mean, like bringing that quality or reliability of air traffic management. So essentially air traffic management is like Google maps of skies. So we want to, but if you have flown in the aircrafts and you have seen those ATC towers and if you have a chance to pilot it. deck and so on, but uh, those are for trained people. I mean, you cannot go and make uh, understand what's happening in an ATC room. So that's where we we were very clear from day one that uh, the simplicity of Google Maps should be there, but that's not enough. We need the decision quality yeah. servers and decision quality products. So that's wherein uh, right. we draw an analogy from air traffic management. So integrating the reliability of uh, air traffic management to Google Maps. So that's what we are, we want to build for space.
1: Wow. That's super uh, exciting and interesting. So essentially you're uh, building a platform for all these uh, space organizations. Uh, some of them are like NASA, ISRO, etc. for them to use this platform and see where all the objects in the space, right? Like say uh, different satellites and different celestial bodies, where are they present so that they take the least resistant path so that they don't collide with any of these? Is that, uh, yes. am I making sense? Is that right?
0: Yes, you have got it back on. But awesome! Yeah, imagine whatever MAPS does, we do that for space with enhanced reliability. Right. Wow. <laughs> wow. So I want to, you know, uh,
1: get deep into this, but before that, tell us the origin story, like how did the Gantara start? How did you guys come like to this point where you are like, tell us the whole journey about this.
0: Well, uh, that's a bit uh, complicated in our case. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, why that is, uh, why I say it's complicated is I'm from Arun and my other two co-founders are from LPU. So always we get asked okay. the question, I mean, how do you guys, my, I mean, you're in Bangalore, they are in Punjab. So, uh, it's actually Anirudh and I, my CEO, uh, we have classmates in plus one and plus two, uh, school. So 11th and 12th standard. 11th and 12th standard or first PUC or second PUC. So that's where we met. Right. But, uh, I joined an aerospace engineering program at, um, RV in Bangalore, and he went for a computer science engineering program at LPU and there he met Rao. So Anirudh is like the common connect and, uh, uh, mm-hmm. V3 met through Anirudh okay so okay at uh, rv we had Antresh, so I was big time involved in Antaresh. You we were there 100 member team fabulous environment so uh, looking mm-hmm. at that Anirudh and Rahul started a similar university satellite team at uh, LPU so there were these okay. two teams in two different universities building some uh, really good tech doing some really commendable work and having some Beautiful team, uh, and essentially mm-hmm. trying to build a satellite and trying to launch it. So that's right. where the whole story started. When we're doing this, uh, here in Bangalore, uh, when I was um, trying to have meetings with uh, uh, the government here for launching a satellite and so on, there was a slight discomfort with respect to certain satellites. Uh, so that's where the all initiation took place. So essentially, that was because uh, uh, they were worried if student satellites eventually become uh, would become a debris, and that's uh, not good for the sustainability of space. And as uh, a country, they don't want to have that kind of uh, negative uh, footprint on space. So that's where all the, at least for me, where I got interested in this subject. Uh, and at the same time, when I was going through this uh, thought process, Maniluddin and Rahul uh, uh, were. In a you know when you start a student satellite team you have to do the tough decision on what payload what payload do you build so the uh having a sensor for space, space space tracking was one of their ideas so these two things happen and uh, in december of 20, no i think in november of 2018 i went to uh, iac bremen Inter- international Astronautical congress so that was one of a turnkey moment so there's an event called heads of space agencies where essentially seven and all heads of major space agencies were there and they dedicated almost 40 to 60% of the space of their stage time speaking about space debris. <laughs> so i was oh, like wow okay i mean these big minds coming together i mean that is like what 60% of space economy on one stage and they dedicate... Yeah. 40 to 60 percent, and almost uh, our chairman uh, at that time, uh, seven uh, dedicated almost 75 percent of his stage time talking only about debris and specifically debris between one and 10 centimeter in size or one and 50 centimeter in size and the uh, nuances that they are creating. So that uh, created a strong impact on me, and meanwhile, Anirudh was creating, ideating payloads for tracking space team. So uh, in December 2018, Anirudh and Rahul, they formed this company. Uh, and mm-hmm. six months later, uh, they asked me, like, look, we have a company. This is what we want to do. We have an idea on uh, uh, this, building a space-based sensor. Why don't you join? Joining it. us be a great fun. So I took some time to evaluate the opportunity and so on and so forth because I, joining a startup right out of right, university. I was still in my third year, I, I, I second year, third year. Uh, during correct. that time so had some sleepless nights with dandiruddha and it at home and finally made a decision that yes let's let's do it let's let's build it out so that's how uh we started but still there we were still in third years fourth years university teams so on and so forth correct uh the idea to this concept okay and uh we applied for the same conference, International Astronomical Con- uh, Congress, in 2018. Sorry, in 2019. I went in 2018, and we applied for 2019. I and, and we pitched our idea there. it was in Washington DC, and we got selected as top eight ideas of the world. And I think only one, wow. only one in Asia. Uh, but still, we were students, that <laughs> you know, we were two together during that time. So we went there to DC, and uh followed by another conference in 2020 i think it was satellite 2020 i don't call that, that exactly so here understood the potential of what we are actually building so people in space mm-hmm. industry are super helpful so they understood like right. look this is not a student project but rather a business idea And right? this is how these are the steps mm-hmm. these are the directions these are the people that you need to meet so got a very strong uh, input that look this is not a university project but rather it's a business thing so we came business back side, yeah. and you know we were engineers didn't <laughs> mm-hmm. know anything of, although we had a company incorporated we knew nothing about uh uh the business, business aspects side. of it so right that's where we got uh, uh say incubated at uh, uh three months or six months course at uh, i am uh, Ahmedabad. i'm sorry I'm, i am okay. Udaipur. Okay. Followed by a three-month business program at uh, US Embassy, Delhi. So okay. that gave us the right tools on business side to like, you know convert the student project into a business, right? So mm. that's where right about mid of uh, by the end of first quarter of 2020, we had formulated this. We had transitioned it completely as a from a student project to a business uh, 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 business idea. And that's the about time COVID hit and this happened. And uh, during that time, we also applied for incubation at Indian Institute of Science. Right now I am talking from the um, office that was given to us by the ISC as a part of the incubation. And yeah, so that was uh, the whole starting the initial part of our journey I think the last chapter there was uh, Indian Institute of Science. Two things happened here. We got uh, incubation and we also mm-hmm. got a, uh, around, cumulatively around 50 lakhs worth grants here from different institutes. Wow. So that's uh, that's our humble startup, how we started, <laughs> uh, started. So that's how our journey is. So once we got into IIC that was, uh, I would say the most significant uh, uh, milestone in our uh, journey or the right. first major milestone in our journey and from then on we actually went like a very serious start
1: damn S- like so many things to unpack here like right from you joining rv college of engineering bangalore aerospace engineering to having a office in the indian institute of science bangalore like uh, <laughs> like four years later so i have like a couple of questions i think The first one I want to know is, like, did you know that you wanted to be in the aerospace field right from the beginning? Like, I know you joined uh, your first year of engineering uh, in the aerospace uh, department at RVC, but uh, like, did you know that you would pursue this field like for a long time? Like, what were your thoughts?
0: So, uh, uh, you know, when we have something called a CET in uh, India, Mm -hmm. so you don't really have exposure on aerospace tech there. but for some reason there was a kida in my brain that uh, i was very focused that i knew i wanted to go only in either different sector or space sector these are the two places that right. i want to be in so mm-hmm. that was pretty clear and in between i did have opportunities to say uh go to other sectors but uh I was pretty determined that this is where my <laughs> destiny is. This is where, you know, the call is, I need to be in defense, space. Right. So that's where I belong. So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, being in the sector was there, but uh, never thought, uh, even in my wildest dream that I would uh, be a co-founder or start a business. So that was uh, a surprise to me also. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I think the second interesting thing is that, uh, i think the aerospace department at rvc uh, it started one year before you joined and uh, basically there were uh, students of my batch were the first batch to join aerospace department of rvc and as usual all the students are enthusiastic and they start the club uh, aerospace club to build a satellite and like most of them are my friends and then uh, you joined in uh, like uh, initially you also like as every junior first year in the college they have this excitement but you stayed on with antariksh for four, the four, whole four years you know right from being junior to uh, you know being head of the club uh, one uh, managing one part of the club uh, i i want us to discuss about like what actually antariksh is uh, uh, what were they trying to do and what did you learn from it
0: so I mean, Antharik has a special place in my life, uh, reason being mm-hmm. um, uh, when I had to uh, make the decision of which college to join, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so I had the luxury of uh, to choose between colleges. So okay. the only reason I chose RV was because of Antharik. Oh wow! So that's the- <laughs> So yeah, before joining, right. the then head, I think it was Nagar's and I called him. I was like, bro, just join. We are like a chill club. You join. You enjoy. I was like, like, yes, <laughs> I'm coming with that. So that's, huh. that's a, even before I joined RV, I, I think the first place that I joined was so. mm-hmm. uh, uh That's how I came in into RV. So mm-hmm. as soon well as the recruitments for Antariksh were there and so on. Actually, I missed the recruitment. I, I had my SSB interview during that time. And uh, uh, during the second recruitment uh, season, I was chilling off my friends for some reason, I missed it. But for some (laughs) reason, somehow I got it. A wild card entry into Antharic. And that, you know, it gave me, uh, put me in a very challenging space. So before this, Mm -hmm. I never uh, worked in a team, I always uh, did everything on my own. Uh, But now I was put in a situation where uh, there was a huge team which was at that Mm -hmm. time already 40 members team. And the task was pretty complex. So at Anthrix, we were trying to build India's first uh, uh, biology payload, India's first Mm -hmm. uh, space biology payload. Uh, And I understood in my first month that I cannot do it alone. It was way too (laughs) complex. So Anthrix actually taught me how to build a team, how to run a team. And how to live with the team. So, for a person who has worked uh, or has been alone, I as in, mean, alone, as in sense, work wise, who never collaborated with uh, anyone, who has right. who always uh, believed in the philosophy of be solo, you're fast, efficient, and so on, to, you know, uh, being hit by the reality is like you can just do so much if you're alone and you need to be with the team and. That was something very really enlightening, but Antariksh just didn't stop. That it's actually taught me how to manage and lead a team. So that's what uh, biggest takeaway for me from Antarix was. Right. You
1: mentioned one thing, uh, uh, a biological payload for space for people who don't know. Can you just tell us what that
0: means? Well, so essentially, uh, we were trying to uh, encapsulate uh, bacteria residing in uh, within the human body uh, and send it to lower carbon and see how it behaves under the uh, space condition, essentially the microgravity and the radiation environment. Uh, okay. And based, we have those growth profiles on ground and we would get the growth profiles uh, from space, compare it and see if... Uh, that particular bacteria that we had uh, uh, freeze upon, and finalized upon, uh, uh, does that uh, selectively uh, impact the human life in space? So that that was right. essentially what we were trying to do. But to build, that was the core idea behind it. But to get it off ground, I mean, multiple mm-hmm. systems had to work together to bring that idea to life. So yeah,
1: yeah, I remember like. I joined Antriksh, like when I heard about this vision of uh, you know sending a, a CubeSat, uh, a, a small satellite into space and uh, the number of teams that were working and the number of people who are really excited and are doing the research for this. And I think during uh, my initial years, like I think I joined in my second year of college, a lot of, lot of it was theoretical, like people were building mock-ups, designs, but then I think Six months into it, I saw uh, a couple of teams meeting ISRO, uh, space uh, the space organization and talking to them and actually planning it out, mapping out, mapping it out, raising funds. Like essentially, Antrik kind of became like a small startup. <laughs> it was like a startup environment where you didn't, it wasn't just research. It was like, also you had to raise the funds to build whatever you're researching on. So yeah, it was a great experience.
0: <laughs> yes. And uh, remember, I told you that IAC 2018, the first uh, conference, this conference that I've been, essentially right. that opportunity was given to be my, uh, by Antarik. So we were, right. uh, say, a delegation of, I still distinctly believe seven members were going mm-hmm. uh, to present a few papers there and I was leading the group. So wow. one of the major turnkey moments in my company uh, happened right. because of Antarik.
1: Right. Great. Yeah. <laughs> So I think after this, like, you know, uh, I, uh, at least from what I've known about you, uh, I think Antriksh, uh, you know, gave you a lot of, uh, insights and impact of what you want to do in the future with respect to the sp- space field. And the next part is you, you mentioned that one, you went to this conference, you heard a lot about, uh, uh debris management and there's a problem there to solve and then you also knew about your friend Anirudh about what solution he's building third year of engineering a lot of pressure is like placements are happening where uh, uh, everyone's getting really good jobs and you know are partying and uh, you're also thinking okay let me apply for jobs and on the other hand your friend is calling you like hey bro i feel like we have a good solution here so tell us what was going through your mind like what are you, what are you thinking
0: about? So when Anirudh uh, pitched me uh, uh, this idea, right? Uh, uh, so I actually didn't knew that he had a company incorporated until that time. I still awesome. thought it was the student product. Okay. So uh, actually the, comp- he did not incorporate the company for the purpose of test today at the UC, okay. the purpose of the runoff. So actually, oh. when Anirudh uh, and Rahul were uh, uh, doing their activities in the space club, so they got a project from a uh, uh, from a space agency, uh, and they, as a student, they took it head on, they completed it, and they delivered it. Uh, the space agency liked their work very much, and they said, "Hey, look, we want to pay you a pay you something. We want to. This is your thousand uh, dollar check." Mm-hmm. So that was the first check that K came in, and I was like, okay, like, give it to us. We are really happy. Have- yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, you need to give us an invoice first. I'm like, okay. right. uh-huh.
2: so I was like,
0: okay. So was like, in how do you get an invoice? So like, uh-huh. someone told him, incorporate a company. Like, okay, let's incorporate a company. Wow. So <laughs> uh, uh, you in, you can incorporate a company for around uh, ten to twenty dollars here in India, okay. and you are getting a thousand dollars. So that. So, they're really good so that's how why not so that's how the company was incorporated uh, okay. but l- later on that's how it evolved so mm-hmm. yeah, it evolved into let's sh- build the sensor so uh, when me and another discussed this it was building the sensor and but we were still at the start at the end of our third year or, or the start of our yeah at the end of our third year so that's where we were okay. so uh, that was I was like uh, startup was something really new. I mean, you don't think mm. the yeah. career paths there uh, as a student does uh, essentially either higher studies or uh, campus placement. I essentially, these yeah. are the two things that you uh, look at. Startup was something really new. Uh, uh, and the idea, right? The space debris idea. Practically, no one was doing it in India. Right. Completely new. You go online, you get nothing there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So... But because of even I was thinking about it for quite a long time, I Mm -hmm. was convinced by the fact that it is a problem. Right. Right, It is a real world problem. And if it's a problem, it has to be solved. So Mm. that essentially was the the thought process behind it. And I said, let's do it. Wow. But, (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, But even then, right, that was the start of a final year. So that was still not a major decision that I would say. Uh, right. Because uh, at that point, all the founders uh, agreed that this is not, this will not be a main thing, but rather mm-hmm. we'll continue on with our career paths, whoever wants right. to do a job, or higher studies, will continue. This is more like a part-time thing that we'll okay. later, maybe after a few years, we'll see where it goes. Okay. But uh, fast forward at the end of uh, uh, fourth year, even before we graduated, uh, we had got, I believe, incubation from IIC. And okay. we had got a few, I think, our first grant or uh, something of those sorts uh, mm-hmm. from government agency. So once you get money in your account, things become serious. You cannot <laughs> take it. <laughs> that is so true.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And at that time, all of us had opportunities. Uh, I, mean, I mean, we were blessed to have actually opportunities even in, the, say, the higher studies, career path, and even the campus placement. Right. We had op- multiple opportunities there. So the major challenge was convincing uh, our parents, Indian parents. Exactly, at, yeah. I, I, I can get selected to a good college for higher studies. I can also get a uh, uh, company who pays me a decent uh, CPC. But I want to reject those opportunities and <laughs> go build something on my right? So that's something that's uncomprehensible for uh, uh, our parents. But even then, they said okay we'll do it let's see what happens so they were initially support- they still don't understand what we do right. so that's there <laughs> so but they were supportive there getting the support at that particular time right? that is right mm-hmm. about you are graduating you just writing your final some exams yeah uh, you're waiting for results you you've got uh, results from gate and Correct you know you have say offer letters from companies and so on and mm-hmm. during uh, among all this going on you all of a sudden come tell to your parents look i want to check everything out and just build this this is where i want to go where uh, so that was the challenge what I yeah
1: i completely agree like in my opinion like if you take like your decision of choosing, say a startup versus a big tech company, a big company, or even a master's degree, and you chose a startup versus your parents not understanding anything about what you're trying to do, but only with their core belief that like, okay, this guy actually wants to do something on his own. And, you know, they, they agree to your decision. I feel like that's the bigger, uh, task rather than you trying to decide because, especially yes, at, yes especially indian parents at the like i've like even i've had these conversations with my parents like yeah i want to do my, my startup someday uh, i don't know if i'll do it but yeah there's always a thought around that and they're like yeah i think you should work for eight ten years uh accumulate good amount of money so that you have a stable life and then you do whatever you want but yeah i commend your parents for uh, you know, uh, accepting the decision for you to uh, do this uh, startup. So, I think the next question is you've spoken multiple times about incubation at IIC. Uh, Can you tell me about that experience? Because I think by third year, you had agreed with your friends, Anirudh and the other co founder, that hey, we're going to work on this problem, work on uh, Reducing and eliminating debris in space, but uh, what is next, right? Like you said, part time, but one you have to allocate time for it. Two, like what are the steps for it, and how did you get into uh, incubation at IISc?
0: So uh, right about that time, right, we realized that uh, working remotely doesn't work. So mm. the problem that we were solving was required that intimate uh, involvement, right, because it was very intricate, many, I mean, countless number of technology drivers that we had to address upon that business was completely. So having a phone call daily, every day was not helping us, not progressing. So we knew that uh, we need to sit together to do this. And also, this cannot be solved by just three of us. We need a team. Mm -hmm. So office space was becoming a necessity for us. Right. Okay. Uh, So Mm -hmm. that's where we were... uh, Exploring locations in Uttarakhand, Delhi, uh, Punjab, and Rajasthan, Kerala, and Karnataka. So, so many places. Literally, uh, at least one founder has physically went, pitched here, and uh, analyzed that this would be a good place to, uh, Degantara, to uh, make the to of the here. So, we, we felt that IISC Bangalore is the best place. So once that decision was taken, uh, we had we realized the fact that IISc just incubates IISc startups. So either you have to be an IISc professor, IISc alumni, IISc student, you have oh, to have the IISc tag. Okay. So there were almost like a handful company or almost no companies that were uh, uh, say non IISc or outside IISc. So.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That was a challenge. So we knew that we wanted to go to IISC, but we we had other threads also open. We're parallelly applying to all incubators. So uh, here uh, uh, we have a good friend startup, uh, of this. They uh, introduced us, uh, or rather introduced ISC to us, okay. and say like, look, these guys want an incubation, mm-hmm. and ISC has a, a really rigorous evaluation process. Almost six to nine months they evaluated us. Wow. And, okay. Uh, that's when they gave us the term sheet, like, look, yeah, you, you're an, uh, so once we got ISC's incubation, we basically crossed down everything else. We mm-hmm. came to ISC. Mm-hmm. and all those things happening in COVID, right? They have not seen us physically. Right. It's all webcams and so on. Right, right. So, uh, it was in uh, I remember March, 2020, uh, they are like, we have got permissions for you. To come to IISC. The you want to see your face before we sign it. Okay. So. Uh, we came down and that's when they realized that we have still not graduated oh,
1: still they didn't
0: know wow (laughs) it's like there was no question asked where they asked when will we graduate we never thought that that was mandatory to tell so that's when they realized that uh, uh, we are students Hmm. so they had a quick thought and they came back and said look man uh, we knew that you were still students we don't have uh, incubated you mm-hmm. but now we have taken a decision and we would go ahead you are incubated. Wow, so okay. you know ISC was like uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> something like that.
1: Shit bro damn. I thought they knew that you were students because you told it's a six to nine month rigorous process and then wow okay <laughs> yeah that's amazing so the, uh,
0: that is rigorous in sense they evaluate uh, uh, the founders right mm-hmm. how much do they know about the tech? Right. how much do they understand about the business mm-hmm. how well are they connected with the ecosystem right so we were really strong in those then. right so and even at that stage itself we had good amount of uh, news articles i still remember by that we had one article on economic times and one article on your story ah. so even that helped a bit we had good PR back then
1: that's great that's great yeah and you said that you know you got like a cumulative grant of uh, 50 lakhs Indian rupees what else did IAC help you with apart from the grants and the office space at IAC for you guys
0: so IAC here uh, they have a really experienced team they have people from uh, they uh, who are founding team of tcs mm-hmm. so you they have uh, one uh, one of the team members sits on the uh, board of hindustan unilever i believe okay so you know we were sitting right fresh out of college and we had these seasoned uh, industry professionals so that that is what uh, uh, the business acumen we needed, mm-hmm. and for in terms of making the right decisions, guidance on making the right decisions. And they have had they were the only incubator in the country who had uh, real expertise in nurturing this deep, deep space start. So there were already uh, uh, two uh, space companies there, and many other drones and uh, advanced deep tech companies. Right. So that's where the uh guidance that, uh, that is specifically needed for a deep tech company. Mm-hmm. That's what we got from them. And anything apart from them is if you need anything, that's just a call away. I just text them a WhatsApp text mm-hmm. or I call them. If it's something doable in ISE, they just move it. Very good.
1: Wow. That's amazing. So you have a lot of mentorship from these uh, seasoned professionals at ISE. Uh, where else do you get your mentorship from? Because you're a as IST professor said, you guys are right out of college and uh, even though you guys have a lot of passion and a lot of knowledge about the space, there are some things you might not know because of the experience that you don't have. Uh, how do you, uh, Where else do you uh, get your mentorship from? So we
0: uh, predominantly get our mentorship from our network. Mm-hmm. So we have really good uh, fellow startups here. Bangalore, we have many startups. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the primary source of uh, mentorship. Right. Uh, along with that, uh, there is the investor community and the customer community we work with the space ecosystem. Mm-hmm. It's a very small family. Once you uh, meet them, you really bond with them. Oh, okay. So that's where uh, most of the mentorship comes. Mm-hmm. And after the liberalization of uh, space policies in India, uh, isra has been a great help there is the uh-huh. uh, uh, in team under the leadership of uh, dr goenka mm-hmm. and also uh, then dr simon and right now uh, dr soma mm-hmm. so they are accessible to us on a personal level i can call there call them up and if there is something i can have a discussion with them wow okay if want to physically meet i can actually uh you know text or get in touch with the uh, uh, chairman of rose that team mm-hmm. and within a week or two i get a meeting uh in-person meeting slot with them wow. okay. so, so i mean this is the head of space and yeah. he knows everything about space yeah. happening in india correct so that we do get uh, i mean indian startup right now it's the best time to be a space company in india mm. so that kind of mentorship opening up and really the push right mm-hmm. Everywhere you are getting, it, be it government, academies, everything. Mm-hmm. But right during the first few weeks of our incubation at IISC, we used to ask a lot of questions to this team at IISC. Mm. So uh, 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 the two persons that I told you, right, uh, one is the C.S. Morley from TCS, and another one is the, uh, uh, Natraj, C.V. Natraj from uh, uh, the Hindustan Unilever team. So they essentially explained us, look, you don't find uh, experts for mentorship. You have to become your own experts. No one has built this in India. No one, uh, probably just a few minds are thinking to build this over the entire, in the entire world. You're not going to find that kind of uh, mentorship that other startups do. You have to become your own experts. Wow. So this were, uh, I mean, these are the exact words uh, are told by uh uh, professor TV Prabhakar and professor uh, Jamadagmi uh, of the MSNBCOE uh, party. So they essentially said we went to them to ask help and we were asking help from them on mentorship for almost six talk to them. He essentially told look Tanvir, hands down I can't help you. No one in the country can help you. Become your own. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> we, <laughs> so in many things we are in a situation where we don't get any help mm-hmm. and that has made us, I mean, learn many things, and the, uh, you know, uh, brought us that maturity, is like to build something entirely new, first time in the world, first time in the country. Right. So the kind of decisions or thought process you need to go in, we have more or less uh, trained organically on, hmm. and anywhere we are stuck, there is obviously the people all around us are ready.
1: That's damn cool. At least I am just uh, fanboying right now. But uh, we spoke a lot about, uh, you know, your journey till now. Uh, We've spoken about your incubation at IIC. Uh, The next part I want to touch upon is you guys are 20-year-olds who are running a company. All the three of you are not experienced. Uh, You haven't joined any company. Like, and you, and you just started a startup, right? Initially, it was like a project. As you said, it's a part-time project. We'll see where it goes. And then if it becomes big, but it became big too quickly. So how do you decide like, okay, cool. Uh, uh, Tanveer, you're going to be the CTO. The other two founders are going to be the CEO. The CEO, uh, this is the structure of the company. Uh, uh, this is how we're going to split uh, the partnership in the company. How did you decide all of this? How did you have all
0: these tough conversations? so when we started out right when uh, we had the incubation so these roles and responsibilities of founders are not clear. Mm. so the first feedback that we got was you need to do this and it was a very good decision because all three were doing practically exactly. everything when i was making some temperatures and was working on tech the, uh, uh discussing with investors so all these things were happening so but once doing that initial work the Honestly. And the work was not so much you could say. It was still manageable. As time went, the scope expanded mm-hmm. gradually. Right? Organically, the our roles aligned. It's not like we sat together and we never till date uh, the founders have sought together uh, and say you do, this, you do this, you do this. Okay. uh but clear demarcation was uh, never drawn and that is usually taken as a, a risk in almost every area. Everyone who tell they don't have a founder's degree, like I mean, they don't have really demarcated uh, uh, responsibilities. Uh, but that's actually a core strength for a company like this, who is building something the world has never seen mm. before. So, if I I, mean, I can go and pitch to an instance if I'm going, for some reason, it's not available. I'm not there. My two other co founders can right. pitch, in, uh, pitch in and uh, fill my shoes. So, those are the. But how we decided on the roles was more of a organic nature. When this happened, I more or less tended towards technology. Rafa more or less tended towards the management of the operations, the uh, activities of the companies. And Anil was always the partners of the company uh, pitching at image. So naturally we said, okay, we already had doing these roles. Just let's take those right. details also. So that's how it, it happened. But... Uh, I mean, we still have that strong connection, mm-hmm. right? So I can any day pitch in, uh, uh, in Rahul's shoes. And shoes. Obviously, we, uh, in each other's shoes, we are very cliche, but we'll still do a very pretty decent job with each other. Right. So that's actually a strength. That's great.
1: Place. That's great. Yeah. And then uh, I was talking to you and you were telling that now you're a 10-member team. Uh, initially, you started out three, and then now you're a 10-member team. And you rec- recruited also some of the RV kids <laughs> RV juniors too so a couple of questions one how did you convince these uh, uh, these students to join right out of college as full-time employees not contractors not part-time not interns but as full-time people into your company and two what salary are you giving them <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so uh, uh, I mean, uh, till now I have not hired juniors. Mm-hmm. As, so the first two hires that we made were my own okay. class, uh Tami Mansari and Shwara. so on. So we students back then and uh, we were really good. So it was really hard for me. We didn't have money to raise so, but I want, we realized it very early that we want to mm-hmm. build a team. So, I knew that uh, the first hires that I want to make are okay. these two. Guys. These are brilliant mm-hmm. people who know how to work, who, you know, share that vision, can use in the idea, can solve right. the problems. Uh, and More importantly in our case was to understand right. it. Hmm. The first. So, that's why I knew that I need these two people. Uh, but we didn't have money, then. so mm-hmm. I just called them to my home parents were out in his mm-hmm. home like, let's just come out come to my okay. home uh, we'll have some lunch and go to I don't know if I can I part of my doing it okay, so I just bought them uh, uh could really top class uh, <laughs> Like, uh, like uh, when we take like, two uh, I, mean, I have co founded this company here to so mm-hmm. join in uh, they were like yeah bro you have given us a <laughs> right yeah. so I just uh, take a think but essentially that's what happened it was a conversation over a right. biryani there and uh, that happened uh, so that's how our first uh, uh, my say I pitched my company to my team there and uh, they were, our, uh, they joined us, uh, once we got an incubation at the ASC, they uh, joined us as interns and uh, as soon as we got, we raised our first round of funding, uh, the internship transitioned into a uh, uh,
1: Okay, wow. Um,
0: yes. To answer your question I mean, on... That uh, was a campaign, joke, man. but if you're so, okay
1: to talk so, about it, it's cool.
0: <laughs> yeah obviously i want to be putting numbers out here but from uh day one i personally made a point to two of my co-founders that i don't want free Mm. talent. right if someone is coming and sitting with me he should be good enough for the work for him i'm calling it enough that i should be willing to uh, pay money to so uh Initially, even with Tamim and uh, Shreys, initially, obviously, you can't, when you're building the startups, you don't have luxury to follow all your mm-hmm. principles in that strictest of the sense. But initially, if you, uh, those, that was not regular works, sporadic works that we would, it was, it was very kind enough for those two to help us and giving us no one believe. Uh, but as soon as we got that incubation, uh, we took them, we, took, we made those two as, as interns and uh, uh, the pay was i could say competitive or better than what the market averages for okay right that was there and after that every hire that we have made the salaries that we give are competitive or better, at least competitive or better than the what is the available in the market so uh, in that sense when it comes to uh, the uh, the remuneration, uh, we are competitive at least competitive Mm -hmm. minimum
1: that is that is great that is great yeah Yeah. and so from three members you scaled to 10 people and i know that you know with your antarik club experience back in college you knew how to manage teams but this is in a business setting uh here there's like more focus and like all your employees need to deliver the work because if they don't deliver you, you need to like pitch it to your IAC uh, committee and all the other people you've, um, you have to show it to. So, and you, and again, I'm going to iterate this again and again, because people need to understand the context is that you had no work experience. So how did you, like, what challenges did you face while, uh, you know, scaling this team to a 10 member team and running this business?
0: So, those are challenges that I uh, okay. still feel today. <laughs> because uh, there are many things that you just learn when you go into a group. So, we founders have never been in this. So, we just don't know how those things work. We still don't understand how those things work. Uh, so, but good thing was uh, uh, the team, right? The first hires that we made, essentially my friends. So, but became a biggest goal in sales there was less hesitation to experiment in terms of that company culture, right? So mm-hmm. we have at least experiments, experimented with 10 different mm-hmm. company cultures and have uh, the company culture that you would experience when you come in. Uh, right. in the it's a chilled out environment, yet serious enough to build uh, mm. space maps, right? So that's there. It was much of an organic process. And uh, just a quick shout out, um, uh, we are, we have just released uh, two JDs, uh, today. so in case anyone uh, is interested to be a part of our family, please do. A family
1: <laughs> family. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is really interesting because I think experimenting with cultures is very important because sometimes what people think is, okay, cool, we'll start this company, uh, this is the culture i believe in openness transparency etc cetera, etc cetera. bring in people and sometimes it doesn't work because people are different right like your perception of them and what they actually are sometimes differ and experimentation is very important because then you kind of see which culture do these people uh, react to in a positive manner and set that up so i think that's a great uh, great insight so Like, I'm just very uh, excited. I'm like, wow, so much has happened over like the last three years in
0: Tanvir's life. So, I mean, establishing Mm -hmm. the culture, right? That was uh, one of the very few uh, uh, aspects of the company where all three founders sat together and Mm -hmm. figured it out. So, I mean, if you, right now, uh, the way we work, it's very difficult to get all three founders uh, together at one place. I mean, it has not been right. from quite a long time. So last time we three were together was at the launch of a satellite. And that was for around oh, 24 hours. Wow. Again, I'm in Bangalore. My uh, One co- one of my co-founders is in Nauterequan. One of the co-founders okay. is in Germany. So that, that's how it is. But the company culture right, got us really scared. It was a very... Uh, uh, tough decisions that we had to make that how do we do keep the there? because we spoke to our friends mm-hmm. who are in a corporate setting so everyone had a particular culture and was like the most driving for people to join in so how do we make our people comfortable so that's where those experiments came in right? like few uh, tech companies or big startups they have something called a Got stand-up it. meetings every day Morning, they come they have a meet we tried that out, it miserably. My company, our, our team was getting depressed, essentially depressed, <laughs> and we were also mm. getting depressed along with that. So, I mean, those things don't work, then what would work? So, the current culture that we have, uh, it just happened purely organically, and it's working mm. best in our case. We are making, I'm really proud of the culture that we have set and also the team that we have made. We are, many things that we have built that are world's first things, and that have been validated by really uh, competent people and we have I mean it has been uh, something that came organically wow. and worked
1: very well. That's really great bro yeah I am super proud of that and the next thing I want to talk about is your product itself like we mentioned like we you guys want to build a product that is similar to Google Maps for Space which has a simplicity and the reliability, uh, but like what actually is a product? Like uh, what are you guys actually building? Can,
0: uh, can you uh, tell us about that? Okay. So um, uh, space map, right? It's essentially, we call it Google maps like platform. So there is a, a good thought has gone on why do we have to, that it. So there's not a single technology, but rather it's uh, a conglomeration of multiple technologies into one platform. So there are many things, right? Many things have. So essentially, we have three primary, uh, three primary technology drivers. Um, so essentially, space map is uh, not a standalone technology, but rather a conglomeration integrates uh, multiple technologies under one. System. Right. So there are essentially three major technology groups, three major technology drivers that uh, go in building space map. The first one is we need to gather data, right? So mm-hmm. that's what we call SPOT, space, climate, and object tracker. So this essentially okay. is a hybrid database of data uh, of space objects and space weather. The have multiple ways to gather this data. Why we call it as a hybrid data pool is we are building arms and proprietary sensors to, uh, uh, for this data, both ground based and space based, and also partnering mm-hmm. with multiple companies who already have this infrastructure in place to get that data into our platform and integrate this data to make sure we bring the efficiencies and accuracy the next part is once you have this data uh, this is no regular data these are raw data and people can't understand it it cannot uh, be utilized by almost by anyone you have to pack this data to orbits right mm. you have uh, data of objects and weather from multiple sources it has to be intelligently tagged to orbits so you have data you have to tag so this Tagging, right? The orbit tagging is the second part of the te- uh, te- uh, of the technology. That is what we call orbital engine. So this hmm. is the data that we get a hybrid database, and this database is processed by orbital engine, and it's tagged with orbital. So third part is data. So this is where a plethora of innovations happen. So this is where uh, the navigation selections are. So we have the data and. We have we have tagged it and uh go back and add one more point on orange. It not only tags the information to orbit, but also time advances it or extrapolates it or predicts it, or predicts what the scenario in space would look in next seven days. Seven days or mm. so that predictive part also is done by orange. Next we have those those space analysts. they build upon this predictive analytics. And tell, say, for a satellite operator, uh, say, a few days before that, look, you are going into a collision path. And once that is detected, we, we conduct an end to end survey and deliver a solution that will say, how can you best come out of the situation?
1: Oh, OK. Right. Got it.
0: Those kind of solutions are built. I mean, those downstream applications are built in space data. Uh, for uh, the different side of the ecosystem, they would want to understand what's happening with the particular region of the state on ground or uh, dynamic market moving in uh, uh, space. So whenever any activity happens in or around these regions, we uh, inform them. And based on that, again, uh, data and services for me taking those decisions. Right? So all these products are built in space. Around we are also looking at insurance market where we provide risk reports to uh, insurance companies so that based on that data, they can uh, make products that can cater to small satellites and uh, space, insu- uh, space insurance. So all God. these kind of uh, innovations and end use cases, features developments happen in space. So essentially, in short, uh, all these things get integrated into uh, a space map and no matter if you are interested in space, we can give you the data to support our ambitions. Oh,
1: okay. Got it. Got it. So just a clarification by insurance companies, you mean companies that insure satellites, right? Yes. Got it. So from what I understand is like your first part is to gather all the data uh, of all the different objects in the space second part is to visualize that like say on a platform uh, okay cool like if this is the map of the space okay at this particular uh, location is this object and then provide that platform to all the other people uh, so that they can reference this and use it for whatever purpose say like uh, tracking their routes for launching the satellites or rockets etc yes awesome but
0: here yeah. uh, it's not that we provide this data and they have to do their own processing so, all the processing okay. and model development for navigation, do. navigation is right. done in the space adapt part of it. So, it's a comprehensive ah. and end-to-end one-stop solution for uh, space situational awareness. That's a jargon. Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay. Space situational so, awareness. <laughs>
0: yes.
2: Wow. So okay. So, essentially, <laughs>
0: anything you think of it, a space map would have. So, I mean, right. I can understand it. it will be very difficult to understand what we are saying. So a simple mm-hmm. way for it would be yeah. think of Google Maps. Think of, think of Google Maps. Anything that Google Maps is doing for uh, people on Earth, they can do it for space activities. For example, right. Uh, right now the situations that I give you are the ones that space companies are uh, facing today. These are problems that are facing by the space uh, spacecraft operators today. But there are talks of having fuel stations in space. When so hmm. Google Maps, you open, you say, fuel station you get the entire location. Ah. How you reach. Once fuel stations are up in space, you just tell how do I reach a fuel station and we tell you how to, how to. So yes. essentially, right. it's a very futuristic vision that we have and we have step-by-step uh, step conquering all the milestones that we need to go to that uh, space.
1: Um, okay, that's amazing. So you told, you're yeah, the world's first company to that is trying to do this why hasn't anyone done this before and the second one is why can't anyone say uh, copy you like how in the tech space right like say there's one food delivery app like there's another food delivery app that comes out like uh, really soon so can someone copy you and like why ha- why hasn't anyone done this before
0: so uh, right now uh, the space industry is in a stage where the aviation industry was 50 years back, right? Mm-hmm. So aviation world started with ride builders and people started on flying, flying, but that's where the, uh, the, the time was about, right? That the traffic was so much that an air traffic management was needed, right? Before that, people uh... were just flying around and landing in their fields. But, you know, there right. You needed some uh, agency like IHA and so on. So there was sufficient utilization of airspace.
2: Right. Mm.
0: once that sufficient utilisation were there, sufficient exploitation was there had to be managed, the air traffic had to be managed. So that's when solutions of tracking aircrafts and uh, international standards where all airlines need to follow and w- were implemented to bring the safety and sustainability to uh, uh, utilisation of air. There were also a couple of few accidents that happened like to you know, uh, okay. that there was such a need and there is a universal adoption of uh, such rules and regulations and such a practice. Right. That stage, what space, in, uh, space industry is happening now? Uh,
1: okay, because the number of satellites that are going to space yes. are increasing. So right now we need a management system. Previously, we did not require yes. one.
0: So Got right it. now we have uh, increased risk of collisions. So we mm-hmm. could say multiple user are has manual and multiple open access are are manual and makeup coming in. So the frequency of collisions right now is increasing. So right now, if so it is the right time to start solving this problem and having a similar process uh, like air traffic management in space.
1: Mm. Got, it. Got
0: uh, it. Coming to uh, uh, the point of how uh, why are not other people doing it? I would say uh, uh, the uh, tracking part of it and the solutions part of it, right? are being done the legal. So the United States, the Department of Uh Defense the largest of data and covers for purposes. But um, and there are multiple companies also who are uh, into tracking of these systems. But firstly, right now, despite even if we have the cumulative capability, right? Like, only four percent of lethal objects are tracked. Oh okay. So there is a lot of innovation needed to increase that four percent tracking to you know being comprehensive. So mm. that's a uh, point one. Second, there are multiple companies who are doing tracking and building solutions. Uh, there is no conscious efforts to integrate. Into a one-stop solution and bring that uh, simplicity and the uh, reliability of a decision quality service into a mm-hmm. single platform. So that's that is something that uh, brings the simplicity like Google Maps and reliability traffic management single platform, uh, and also continuously making con- uh, making a conscious effort to increase the uh, 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 the tracking efforts. So that is something that uh, we are doing for the first.
1: Got it, got it. Basically, there have been services where like someone provides the data, but another company processes the data. There is no single platform to do the end-to-end solution. Because once you have it under one uh, company or like say one business, it's easy to make the changes on every part of it. Rather than talking to another company saying, hey, we've changed this. Uh, I think you can also, you should change this, but depends when, if and when they'll change that. Got it. Makes yes
0: yes and these each and every part right each and every step of uh uh, uh this domain it's rocket science. so even the tracking part is complex even making these algorithms are complex and making the use cases are really complex so right. for every company to develop such a company in uh, such a capability uh, in house is a, mm-hmm. a very difficult reality so that's right. where uh, we see that uh this is a uh, real problem that has to be solved and it's a problem that is becoming worse and worse day by day. I mean,
2: hmm. space
0: traffic is never going to t- reduce. It's not reducing now. It has never reduced till date. So it's being increased, it's increasing and it's increasing at a faster rate day by day. So the problem uh. is going to get worse then. Uh, so that's one and that's one point. And second, in space to build such uh, uh uh, comprehensive solutions right? it has a long gestation period it takes time it, it's not mm. something that you can build in terms of weeks or months it takes years to... right. so a company who starts out to solve problem in space should uh, make sure that their problems are not problems of today mm. they should also be confident that it will remain a problem for tomorrow next 10 years so those are the problems that uh, companies who are starting out should be focusing They should have this element in that prop.
1: Right, right. Got it. Hmm. So you're solving such a big problem. Obviously, you need the money for this. And you said that initially you got the grant from ISE, but I'm guessing that wasn't enough. And post that, I know you've raised uh, a seed capital. Uh, I'm not sure if it's $1 million or uh, it's in the range of $1 to $2 million. Uh, So... Talk us through that, like how do you pitch to external investors where right now everyone's, a lot of, uh, you know, funds are investing into tech companies. They want to see growth. There are business models for that. They're like, hey, we can grow grow our company, acquire these many users, then uh, bring out monetization from that. Here you're going in a completely different futuristic approach. So tell us the whole process of how you raise the funds
0: for that. So the fundraiser was a wild rollercoaster. Okay. It almost <laughs> took 12 months for us to raise. Uh, uh, Recently, I mean, was we first time entrepreneurs, right, out of college. We knew what to do. Okay, we got an incredible amount of support. And um, essentially, when we did that uh, data sheets, right? we uh, knew that uh, <laughs> when we are a space company and especially aspiring to put hardware, hardware build and the hardware, I mean, it has huge, you require huge amounts of money. So that was very clear. That's where we uh, we started aggressively to raise our round. Huh? Uh, so the investment landscape was the um, uh, interesting uh, turning point of what I put there. So there had been uh, space companies before us who raised funds, but again, Putting pumping in money into a space company was not a norm in the venture capital company. Correct. Right. Okay. So, going and switching to a venture capital and uh, uh, getting that uh, successful term sheet, right? So, that was a uh, very tough journey. Most of uh, uh, in most of uh, cases, we struggled to explain our idea. Right? To Throughout the podcast, I've seen so many moving things, even if uh, a simple punch question as how founders met is complicated in enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So, right from that to explaining the problem, the technology, and so, things so were pretty hard. But uh, um, we so we decided that we'll raise first a small, uh, uh, small round, relatively humble round, build some technologies, do some concepts, and then go uh, uh, go raise a larger round. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we were in that journey and uh, uh, a sufficiently advanced stage. That's when uh, uh, we got a call from a partner at Navi Capital. Uh, it's a VCN vendor uh, by uh, Ravindra Pal Singh. Mm-hmm. So he said, look, I've recently joined uh, the company. want to talk to you guys. I'm really interested. And on uh, phone call, he was very excited. Uh, and he shared the vision that we want to make Google Maps Space. So he showed conviction enough. And uh, till that time, it was a funny situation for us. So we had good uh, uh, interest from the angel university, but uh, uh, it it was very hard for us to convince the VC community. So uh, we were in that situation. So uh, he comes uh, in, Khalari comes in, they start talking to us. And uh, they said, okay, let's meet. Uh, (laughs) Aravi wanted to meet us. So uh, one uh, day uh, we decided that we meet in this office uh, and that day was a wild day, a very wild day. Oh. So, <laughs> so there were many things happening. On the same day, we had we were pitching uh, uh, for our largest grant from Indian government to us, uh, And that was running late. Okay. Uh, so there were some problems in the program management and the pitching was running late. And uh, one of my co-founders got a last-minute call, and he had to run out for class And the same day, my sister unfortunately uh, uh, met with an accident, oh. and I got a call, and I had to immediately yeah, leave for hospital. Right. So there was just Anirudh in here managing all the chaos, and he had to also fix. So Ravi came in. He saw Anirud Anirud said, "You have to wait for two hours, essentially." Oh. So that's what. Right. We told a partner of a VC. Right. Well, you're expected to, uh, you know, like, welcome them. Correct. Like, make time. a very friendly yeah. conversation, have, have all this. But when he came in, there was like complete chaos in our office. Shit. So, two okay. of the found, founders were not there. Uh-huh. And it's just uh, one person. And his whole idea to come here was uh, to meet the founders. and Founders, camp. right. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. So he essentially, uh, after that, he said, you guys continue to work. (laughs) (laughs) So that uh, happened. And uh, he was very kind enough. He actually understood that we were in a tough situation that day. Many things uh, sporadically happened, like my sister's case. He said uh, he didn't actually uh, take that to heart. And he actually called us for uh, uh, another meeting. uh, Mm -hmm. Uh, after a few weeks at uh, his place, uh, mm-hmm. and again that was breakfast meeting. So mm-hmm. this was the first meeting that we were having at eight AM in the morning, mm-hmm. and uh, we were not in town uh, the previous day. The same day yeah. we uh, came, <laughs> came to Bangalore and had to and Kharri's office is like beyond kr Puram to you know the Bangalore's Right. So we were again late to that meeting. Huh. Okay. So that's yeah, so, how. That's why we, I call that as a wild roller coaster. So that's mm. how our instant uh, journey has been. But then we started working with the team. They understood what we are building. Right. And after a week, uh, just after a week, we pitched to their uh, uh, decision makers. And the same day, we got uh, uh, confirmation that they they want to invest. In. Oh, uh, damn. Okay. So we raised our uh, $2.5 million sale.
1: Wow, what a roller coaster journey and especially the silver lining at the end that okay, we are getting seed capital for this.
2: <laughs>
1: wow. But uh, I know that with the recent news uh, of like your progress uh, of launch, uh, of uh, launching uh, recently on June 30th launching a payload and uh, raising the seed capital, do you get a lot of interest uh, you know for funding? and uh, like i feel like a lot of funds uh, might be like okay cool we want to fund for this much percentage of the company and like what is that situation like now
0: so yes uh, uh, so once uh, we raised uh, money from kalari capital mm-hmm. so we were laser focused on our milestone so mm-hmm. we had the money that we wanted now it was all about fulfilling uh, the promise that we made to our investors achieving our milestones. So uh, launching of technology into space and making sure the downstream products or engine space are ready. So all the things we going on that um, uh, I mean we have met all the objectives successfully right. uh, since just I think exactly 15 days back we launched our first thing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the investors just uh, are, are interested. We have spoken to many. Uh, uh, but uh, the case was we had today's money we had money and we were focused on building right, only, right? so we have achieved something even on timelines something unprecedented mm. so the uh, uh, space cover payload that we launched on robot PSA we built it in around 6 to 8 weeks oof okay and that is like <laughs> something unheard of yeah right so those kind of uh, timelines we were able to uh, make like right? Dynamicness and those quickness and slashing of timelines lines. Are, 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 are. So right now we are in a stage where we are closing many threads of our uh, milestones, uh, uh, so that we uh, you know uh, uh, I mean uh, put those final conclusions in place. Get right done. To put the final full stop there. So those kind of activities are right now happening, multiple activities. Mm-hmm. And we'll be actively raising funds in the next couple of weeks.
2: Oh, wow. So <laughs> right
0: now we are Right next couple of weeks, we'll be actively raising and starting to speak, right. speak to many uh, investors. But uh, yeah. I, I could say that we are, again, blessed in this case, uh, we already have a lot of interest and in, right. um, many VCs have already uh, you know, have spent a good amount of time with us to understand what uh, uh, we are doing. Uh, and did, uh, the interesting thing is they did first uh, knowing that they'll not be able to invest in us in any uh, time soon. Mm-hmm. So although uh, we made it clear like, look, we are not raising actively raising funds. We will approach you uh, when we do school. So. Right. And then they spend the time on understanding the team, understanding the problem, understanding the mission. So that puts us in a really good, yeah uh, 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 to, to, raise funds, but nevertheless, we know, uh, last fundraise was not a piece of cake and the next one will not be. Uh, so we are right now gearing up for all the challenges because this time is not the first time and we are raising, really we have learned some lessons and right now we are uh, right. getting ready for funding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like. Uh, as I was telling in the beginning of the podcast, like last year, you're doing competitions this year. You're launching a, uh, launching a payload into the space. I feel like say a year or two from now, I'll be hearing it in the news saying like, okay, uh, what India's first space unicorn or something like that. I'm like, Whoa, my mind gets blown.
0: (laughs) I hope, I hope inshallah we reach that. Yes.
1: But I know we've spoken about, uh, spoken about this multiple times. Uh, On June 30th, you guys launched your first payload with the PSLV uh, C-53, uh, and that was incubated by the Society of Innovation and Development. What is that experience like? All of us have seen rocket launches, uh, you know, on uh, live streams, but actually, like, putting like your payload into one rocket and actually like going and seeing this rocket in your eyes. And you've also told me like you touched the rocket. So tell us that whole experience.
0: Yeah. So essentially from quite a long time, we were uh, in touch with Isro and the space team that look, we, have built a really cool sensor, with one smaller space weather an instrument and so on. Uh, it has many worlds first and in just one, but we need your support behind support handling and taking it to space. Uh, so, uh, once uh, uh, Dr. Kuenka came in, uh, on the position of Chairman of uh, in space, he uh, basically visited each and every uh, space startup that's existing uh, across the country. So, he was here physically uh, head of uh, you know, the promotion part of uh, Space Agency and we just gave him one asset to us make regulations easy. Right? And uh, <laughs> two, uh-huh. you know, the hardware is done take it to vssc for certain compatibility checks so that's where i enter vssc and i see the last stage of the on a a shaker the vibration being mounted and undergoing those qualifications like let's climb this uh uh uh, stage integrate your uh, uh, payload and do the test right so we did the test everything went well and there almost uh, the test went on for two to three hours. And I mean, it wasn't I amongst mean, the pioneers of space technology. Correct. These are the sort of people who were in the team from when the first PSLV was launched, first PSLV was done. And uh, this team coming to me and telling, like, look, when we understood that it's a six to eight weeks timeline we thought a company like you couldn't build, this was what our expression was, but uh, we are uh, very happy that you have come and successfully passed the compatibility So that uh, uh, a statement, right, from a, a pioneering, like 90, people who have built, worked with uh, uh, Satish Devan, Kalam, from and so on. someone telling that, look, we thought uh, this thing was an impossible and the... Uh, I'm standing there holding that hardware. Right. I, so that was the biggest moment for me. So that was something which was beyond words uh, <laughs> can describe. Uh, uh, it was something like yes, I don't know but done. I've done right. something right, right now. The right. Right? scientist scientists telling that. Uh, you have done uh, something that we felt is not possible. Yeah. Uh, essentially, that was predominantly because of the time. It's the six to eight week timeline was there, and right. doing something space-worthy in that short time was a really uh, challenge and seemed impossible. Right. Uh, start a company, he essentially, said if it was an I S R we had that experience to do this, mm-hmm. but with uh, lack of experience, doing uh, this was. Yeah, something commendable from uh, their side, and that was actually the you know the biggest happiest moment yeah. that journey has uh, been. But nevertheless, they were extremely supportive. I had calls with their team at 10 p.m., 11 p.m. Even the, yesterday I got an update from the uh, uh from a scientist at morning 7 a.m. Wow. So that's how the team has been. Right. So that's there so once that was done we had to do some more tests on our payloads go back to Star, and the PSLV is around slightly above 15, it? so at 47 meters we actually climb into that mm-hmm. and we integrate the payload so that was another like you know you see the payload okay. and uh, the the, uh, the chief scientist there himself coming and uh, Explaining each and everything as we go up, right? Look, this is the nozzle, this is the post. These are the uh, staff on those. This is the avionics day and so on, and how the rocket was built right from the right side of the right. So, uh, all these moments, right, uh, kind of took the glamour away from uh, the launch. <laughs> <laughs> At least in my case, that has right. right. me. Right. Because uh, launch was more or less like we go sit there, we know everything is right. automated, it's I S O. responsible integrating there, and that was a more inward process right. a lot of those problems and you know that fear of uh, you're standing on a cliff and just uh, the fear of rolling over mm. so those kind of moments happened at VSSC and uh, yeah, the vehicle assembly building of Wow
1: yeah I can imagine like you know like building something in your own hands like for six to eight weeks and then uh, integrating that into a payload I don't think you've you would have ever imagined that when you joined your first year of engineering at, uh, at, uh, like at RV college. So yeah, I can imagine like the delight you would have felt. Yes. <laughs> and I also want to talk about the organization you, uh, mentioned in space. Uh, so in space is Indian national space promotion and authorization center recently established by the Indian government to help and promote private space companies such as yourself. And the exciting fact is Tanvi's company, Diganthara, is the first, uh, the, one of the first two companies to get his permit to do this, to do what they're doing and get help from ISRO to do it, which is like a great uh, commendable uh, achievement. So uh, do you want to talk about it? Like how did you get the permit with InSpace? What are the questions that the InSpace organization asked you?
0: Yes, so I think in this particular uh, case, for this particular question, I must confess that the in-space team has to be lauded more than the central mm-hmm. Um The reason is, uh, see, when it's a, a, any government entity, they operate on standard operating procedures that
2: right.
0: are approved by government, well understood by all departments and so on. InSpace didn't have that.
2: It. Mm.
0: It's just a new, uh, new team, new department, which just formed. People have just got uh, positions. I mean, you know, they don't have those maintenance staff, even those things. The scientists. So in this particular uh, environment, they were able to, uh, uh, I mean, facilitate this launch for Divantara and Drua. Uh, uh, in many places, we were like just stuck. I mean, we don't know what to do. Mm. So even in those places, I still remember I just wrote a mail to the in-space team right to have a discussion. Dr. goel and Dr. Jen, some concerns that we had right. that I have. So uh with full, you know, the heavy heart, like there was a risk that I I may lose the opportunity of PS. Right, right? right. It was a really serious risk. we were in that kind of situation. Like, look, they have done so many things, but they may not be able to take a ride on mm-hmm. uh, PSLV. Huh. So, in that situation, that very heart is with those problems. And the first thing that I hear from Dr. <laughs> is look, don't tell me all this technical, uh, technical stuff, nitty gritty things. Those are solved. My team will get, uh, get a You have asked for all those uh, technical loops, it will be given to you. Wow. Okay. Right. You tell me what are, what are the problems you have? <laughs> i not, I don't want to talk about the PSLV c 53 missions. Right. everything, whatever needed in the, uh, something, anything that is possible. The only thing that I cannot do is make the rocket wait for you. Mm. Okay. I mean, because of you, the launch date is not going to get changed. Mm. Anything apart from that, anything under the, you know, obviously, uh, within the bounds, wherever I can, uh, move out of the, out of my way and. You know any way that can help, that is assured. You can take it from me. You tell me what are the problems here. Wow, so, <laughs> you know, so that's uh, that's why space team had to be uh, uh loaded. and even in those cases, we uh were facing issues on some DM right In-space scenario. We explain simple tools, mm-hmm. uh, this
2: is
0: what is leading, uh, and you know, he actually and his team is taking it to uh, uh, Chairman Department of Space and the PMO office for bringing out regulations and pitching it to Space Com- uh, C- Commission to actually make life easy not only for Eventra but any space. Right. So that opening up of space sector and formation of in space and uh, having such a brilliant team that uh, right from say Jidesh uh, TK Jain and Priya. Uh, these names, mm-hmm. <laughs> Rijesh and on. The team has been
1: wonderful. Damn, in- yeah, that's really amazing. Yeah. It's like I, uh, I, uh, what InSpace has been uh, instituted recently. So I'm hoping more space startups come into light because, uh, as, as far as I thought, there were like very few startups. But like after I spoke to you, there are like so many startups. Uh, but like we don't know about them, but hopefully they ca- come into light because of this. And I was just reading about this. The second interesting point is the other company that got its uh, space permit from in space. The company's name is Drua and it was established in 2012 and it has like 40 employees with a uh, loads of em- experience. And I'm like, how did this guys do that? You know, uh, you guys like get a permit, like w- which a company of so many experienced folks and like years of experience got it. I, I-, I am still mind blown
0: about that. <laughs> <laughs> So that's essentially right. So that's what our first ask was from his face. Like, we want simplicity in regulation. This this is making like. So once the authorization process was. There was uh, nothing so complex things that we couldn't. Hmm. Okay. They made it in the process of authorization was made made and right now being refined in a way that it is startup friendly. Right. friendly for doing, uh, 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 say business in India, launching set. Hmm. So, uh, a commendable job done by them uh, in, in space team and uh, making those, you know, li- making our lives. Uh,
1: yeah, that makes sense. Yep. And another achievement, at least for me, uh, if, uh, you know, achievement of you guys is, uh, getting mentioned by Narendra Modi, the Prime Minister of India, uh, in his monthly, uh, monthly bath sessions. Congratulations on that. So, yeah, but
0: yeah, so even that, mm-hmm. uh, I have to, uh, acknowledge the role of InSpace and, uh, uh, Dr. Somnath and, uh, yeah. uh, ISRO team, right? So it was the inauguration of uh, InSpace headquarters at Madaba mm-hmm. and they had a small exhibition there and, uh, the prime minister is very much interested in uh, spacing, mm-hmm. so uh, he himself was there to inaugurate the facility, and there were ten startups selected to have an audience of around oh one minute with the uh, prime minister. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's there, and uh, it was our. Uh, like he would say that prime minister arrived fifteen minutes early, and he was very much interested in spending. Oh, so instead of one minute, he almost spent around seven minutes. Wow. the most and uh, I, I, it's a proud moment for me because he didn't only like had a chance to meet him but also among all startups uh, we were the only one uh, whom, uh, you know a discussion oh, okay. and also uh, the discussion went off the longest wow. so that's where uh, you hear uh, prime minister saying that uh, you know he challenged us for uh, in the space as, as mm-hmm. so that's how it happened so getting the challenge it not just uh, having the conversation was one thing right. getting challenge was something never expected wow. so uh, yeah again a big kudos for this role in space and in space.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, I've en- I've enjoyed this conversation so far. So, but we have to end it. Otherwise, our audience won't uh, go on listening to this. So, the last question I have is: uh, So, what are your future plans for this company, and what what do you think is the future of Indian space uh, domain? So, uh, as company, uh,
0: right now can launch the first hardware to space. I mean, it's all, I can confidently tell that all short-term, uh, the payload is working very well. We have established communications mm-hmm. with it. And all short-term uh, objectives are satisfied. Okay. So right now we are in process of validating those long objectives and also on hardware side, we are building more hardware uh, uh, for both space weather and for tracking space objects. And we hope to... Uh, launch them into coming here and prove our uh, the technology whatever we have done with the space every the same thing to prove to the world that we can build sensors across the to change the markets.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And next thing is almost no one knows what we are being doing software and what's happening mm-hmm. uh, in a very stealthy right. way. So the next step is to you know bring that line out mm-hmm. of the software. There's a good amount of rocket science that goes into this, right? And uh, we'll be hitting the market uh, with both our hardware, our own data, partner data, and uh, our own software. So that is the thing that we are slowly reaching towards. And as yes, long term, we want to build the space map to create the, uh, uh, simplicity. We really want to bring that simplicity mm-hmm. um, in space uh, operations. We right now. You the all three founders are at different places and we're closing many critical loops and technology business, but that will enable us uh, to uh, achieve mm-hmm. our goal. Um, answering your question on um, the startup space startup scene in uh, India, what would it be? See, once the end space uh, was formed, we saw a dramatic rise of uh, space mm-hmm. startup. We know that more companies will be uh, incorporated, more satellites will be uh, uh, put up, and more companies will emerge uh, that utilize that to create the downstream. Right. So thus, uh, we would see that full, complete exploitation of not only the space but also the space data. So that will happen very harmoniously. Is what I believe. That's so, uh, where. That's where we are headed.
1: Wow. I think on that note, uh, we'll end this podcast. Like I've had an amazing conversation with you, Tanvir. Thank you so much for uh, doing this conversation with me. And I'm looking forward to see all the great things you guys are going to do. I
0: will not. It was a pleasure talking to you. A good discussion. And I hope we meet again.
1: Yes, definitely. Thank you so much Tanvir and I am Sid and